So, Father, I thank you for tonight, God. Father, I thank you that the table is set, the party's been planned, and now we're just waiting for you to show up. And, Lord, I thank you that you are here. And you are here because we are here. And you live in each and every one of us. So, Holy Spirit, we recognize you and we say, have your way. We say, come and do what only you can do, God. I pray that you will open every single one of our hearts, that you will speak in a way that only you can, that you will move in a way that only you can. It's not about the music or the speaker, but it's about you. So have your way, Father, and help us come alive in you, Jesus. I just want to invite you all to celebrate God tonight. I know there's a lot of midterms and things going on with school, but let's just celebrate our good God tonight. Amen? I want to scream it out from every mountain top. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. And I'll sing, and I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because you are good. And I'll shout because you are good. You're so good. And in the sun or rain, my life's a 
goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. And I'll sing. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because you are good. And I'll shout because you are good. You are good to me, to me. And I'll sing because you are good. And I'll dance because you are good. And I'll shout because you are good.
we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your amazing love for us that meets us in every situation, no matter what we're feeling, how we're doing. And we just thank you that you overwhelm us, that you pursue us, that in our, in our desperate attempts to get to know you, Lord, that you don't turn away, but you just meet us right where we are and, and help us get to know you. We thank you for the, your goodness, Lord, who you are. You're such a blessing to us, Lord, and we just thank you that it's every second we go forward, we can just know you more. We can experience you more. Thanks, Brett. You can turn those lights on. Can you guys give the worship band a round of applause, please? I love uh, the two things that so many college students say when they come to Alive is they say, one, there's something that's happening here, something in this room that I've never experienced before. And I love when non-believers say that or kind of people are trying to figure it out, but it's amazing even when other college students come from other ministries to say that. And it's not that we have something that other ministries don't, but I really believe the Holy Spirit honors you when you make space and room and your heart and your life for him to move. And that's what he does here. And the other thing that so many people say is that we just love, love, love the worship. And, man, they, they, they're amazing. And we, we had, like, three things go wrong right before you guys came in today. And I'm running around with, like, a chicken with my head cut off, and they are. And, but you know what? Everything comes together just in time. And uh, so we're just so blessed to have them. Well, once again, my name is Ryan Otto, and I'm the college pastor here with Alive. And uh, I just want to say thanks again for coming out. We have an amazing speaker tonight. And uh, I just want to kind of catch us up again for anyone who's new tonight. Um, we're going through a series called Why Do We Believe? And we're going through the Gospel of John. And that's one of my favorite Gospels. And there's every, um, almost every chapter, there's a miracle that takes place. And it's so amazing that after the miracle of Jesus healing someone or just doing something amazing, it says the people came to believe based on what they saw or what they heard. And, you know, the word believe is such a powerful word. Even back in the day when I played football and I didn't really walk with the Lord, just that word inspired me. There's so much power when you believe. And, it, and it's more powerful than believing in something, not just something you can see, but something you can feel in your heart. So we're going to look at another miracle today. And I just encourage you, as you hear this story, as you hear what my friend Kate's going to share, I really ask you to ask yourself, why do I believe? And would you have believed if you saw this? Would you believe if you heard it? And would you believe if you experienced it? So would you welcome my amazing friend Kate Irwin to the stage and uh, give her a round of applause. Awesome. I just want to brag on Kate a little bit. Um, she is a professional therapist, um, so if anyone needs someone to talk to, she's your girl. Um, but uh, you know what? She's a, truly a woman after God's own heart. Um, she just came on as a coach, and she'll kind of explain what that means this past semester. She's over our small groups, and she's just brought so much leadership and discipleship to the table. And honestly, like any of you girls out there, you need an older sister, you need a friend to talk to. She's amazing. 
She'll cry with you. She'll laugh with you. She'll listen to you. She'll just be there for you. And really, that's what Alive is about, guys. We're meant to be a family, a family that, that's there for you more than just on Tuesdays, but who's there for you on the weekends, who's there for you during good times and bad times. So would you pray with me as we kind of just pray over Kate and bless her? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Kate. I thank you, God, that she is a Proverbs 31 woman, a woman after your own heart. I just hear that verse over you that you laugh in the face of fear of the future because you know who your daddy is. You know who your father is. You know who the one is that fights for you and that lives within you. And, God, I just pray that as she speaks tonight, God, you would first speak to her and then through her. That people would not just be listening to this to hear Kate but to hear you. Because this is a woman who knows you deeply and intimately. So, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to bless her, speak to her, and speak through her. And let us all, at the end of the service, just be a little closer to you. By how we heard you, by how we saw you, by how we experienced you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Hi again. My name is Kate. And um, like Ryan said, I am a coach. And so I am a young adult professional. And so I just started with you guys this semester. So I know there's a lot of you I really want to get to know. So connect with me. Like um, Ryan said, I love to talk. I love to hear life stories. So please connect um, with me. Um, I also oversee the small groups. So I, um, right now we have five growing small groups, which is so exciting. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just love to um, just see the small groups grow into fellowship and community and just kind of growing in time with um, Christ. So if you guys have any questions about the small groups, please connect with me or one of the small group leaders. Um, also, I just kind of wanted to um, also highlight, um, like uh, Ryan said, I'm a therapist. So I do um, Christian and non-Christian counseling. And I promise that I will try not to only talk about my feelings. A lot of people get that kind of assumption. And um, just that um, I have a heart to just kind of walk alongside people in trials and in struggles. And um, so if you guys have any questions about that, please um, connect with me. Um, so before we kind of get into the message, which is um, that Jesus is the bread of life. So that's really what I'm going to be um, talking about today. So um, like Ryan said, we've been walking through John. And so um, in chapter six, we're really focusing on why do, um, why do we believe? And we believe because Jesus is the bread of life that um, is freely given to us and um, that he satisfies all of our needs, and um, which is just beautiful, that he wants to satisfy every need that you guys have. Now, um, before I kind of get into my message, I want to kind of tell you guys of a story of me kind of even preparing for this. Um, I um, remember just last Sunday, I was talking with God um, kind of after the service, knowing I'm going to be speaking with you guys this week. And I am a therapist, like I said, so I like one-on-one. -on -one, so big groups are um, kind of harder for me. So I was talking to God, and I was like, God, I just feel like... You, you know, this isn't the message for me. I'm not supposed to speak on the bread of life. I think Ryan got it wrong. I don't think that he heard from God. I was like, no. And so we were just arguing back and forth. I was like, God, I don't think this is, you know, what you know I'm supposed to speak on. And so I remember getting home and I actually locked my keychain and keys in my car. I don't even know how it was possible, but I'm locked it in the side of my door. So me and God are like 
arguing. I'm tug of warring. I'm like, God, why am I speaking on this? I don't want to talk. You know, why is this happening? And then I heard from God really clearly. And he was like, do you want me to show you why you're supposed to speak on this? I was like, well, I guess. I mean, my, ki- you know, my keys are locked inside my car. What else can we do right now? And so God gave me this picture. And I was like, no way. No way. So 19-year-old Kate took a photography class, and um, I was in the class, and I remember working on a picture, and I was like, ooh, this is a little bit of a mess. <laughs> I could have done better. So I was talking to God, and I'm like, God, what could we add to this? You know, you're, you know, the creator. What could we do here? And so I remember really clearly God said, write bread of life on this photo. And so, um, I re- so the image that God gave me was actually presenting this to the class, at, um, this art class. And so you have to kind of do the critique, and, you know, the art teacher was... Um, you know, really um, kind of, you know, asking questions. And so what I said is I said, um, you know, um, I had this picture that was kind of, oh, is it up there? Yeah. So I had this picture that was kind of a, um, you know, um, a mess. And so God really told me to write bread of life. And that is a truth that um, I've just really walked out and that he's the only thing that satisfies me. So God gives me this image and he's, and that I even said in front of the class that someday I would speak on it which um, in the future, and then I remember the art teacher just being like, wow, well, you know, that really seems close to you, and, you know, I really like what you did with this, you know, creative energy, and I was like, awesome, I hope I get an A for this, (laughs) but anyways, so um, I remember, so God, so now I'm back in, you know, by my car, you know, the tug of war um, in my hand, and um, I remember, um, you know, really thinking, okay, so Ryan does hear from God, just so you guys know, (laughs) he does here I was like okay so you do want me to speak on this and which is really cool about that picture is the gospel of John is even in the background and so God said even at like when I was 19 he had this on my life and he was had a plan so I am overjoyed to be sharing with you guys today and it's been a journey even this week, getting to this point to really share this message with you. So um, that was kind of a background story on kind of um, how this is really close to my heart, and this is something that God and I have just really partnered with. So um, so like I said, so I'm going through John 6, and so this is um, really a story of um, Jesus feeding the 5,000. So I am going to um, kind of start off by um, reading it, and then we can kind of walk through it. Um, But before we do that, I'm just going to say a quick prayer. (sighs) Come, Holy Spirit, fill us up. Uh, Fill us up, God, and thank you for your sense of humor. Thank you for um, pressing this on my heart and just um, press it on um, all of our hearts that you are a bread of life and you satisfy us. And thank you, thank you, thank you for satisfying all our needs. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so... I am going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Um, I always recommend, I'm going to be um, talking a lot about reading the word. So I always recommend really reading from what you're most comfortable with. Even if it's the message, a lot of people kind of um, have complaints with that. But I really think it's about you being comfortable. And really what you, um, is that me? No, okay. I don't know. I might be having some weird noises. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever that was. Um, okay. So um, now I'm going to be reading through um, John 6. Okay. 
Um, verse 2, a huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. Um, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all of these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon's, um, Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down. Sorry, I always say that condescending. I don't think it is that way, but I always feel like teachers are always like, sit down. So I'm sure Jesus said this very gentle and very nice. So um, tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterwards, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scrapes left um, by the people who, who had eaten from the five um, barley loaves. So even with that, Jesus also cares about um, leftovers. He does not want to waste any of this miracle, which I think is super um, cool. Okay. When the people saw him do these miraculous signs, they explained, surely he is the prophet we've been expecting. So they were overjoyed seeing the power of this miracle. So um, so kind of walking through this story. So um, Jesus is talking to a huge crowd of people. So they, um, the story says 5,000, but that is just counting the men. I am guessing there was at least 5,000 women, but it's not included in there, and children. So it's a huge crowd, and they have been, um, they're getting tired and hungry. And I'm thinking of the times when I get really tired and hungry. I, like, want to be gone. I do not want to be talking with people. I want to be done. And so just that um, Christ just sees that, sees that exhaustion, and he has compassion on all of them. Instead of saying, you know, I love you guys, you know, time to go to your houses, he was like, no, I want to care about you. I want to care about your physical needs. I love all of you. And um, what I really think is also neat in this story is that Jesus could have just fed the 12 disciples. He could have done this amazing miracle, and it still would have been, you know, um, you know, phenomenal, but he chose to feed everyone because that's his heart. He wants to always share his love with everyone. So, um, so really, um, this, um, so feeding the 5,000, what it really is, is just that Jesus, we've been talking about miracles, and a lot of them have been even those internal miracles, but this one is really talking about physically, we can see something, we can touch it, we can taste it. This is showing how real Jesus is, and we can, it's a physical, you know, um, of the miracle. So I just think that is just remarkable, and just that all of these people saw this and the power of that. Um, so really, like, um, talking about Jesus being the bread of life, this is really just showing that Christ cares for your basic needs. He cares about providing those physical needs. He cares about rest. He cares about your health. He cares about um, feeding you. 
Um, I was thinking of even in college um, one time, I remember, you know, it was snowing, like we're supposed to have a big storm tomorrow, and I remember I was in my um, college dorm room, and I have those little, you know, um, refrigerators, and I remember being like, God, I remember reading the story, I was like, God, could you like please multiply this fridge to be full of like delicious, and I like even listed the, you know, items, I was like, I would like some cookie dough, I would like some pizza, and I would like two root beers, <laughs> like just ridiculous, and I remember being like, come on, God, you know, you can do this, and like opening it and being like, oh, okay. So <laughs> that actually happened. So um, keep on praying for it. Let me know if you guys get that with your yeah, refrigerators um, tomorrow. So, um, but just knowing that he cares about that. He cares about, you know, our basic needs. He cares about really feeding us and um, really wanting us to even have that um, rest and that health and um, really feeding our needs. Um, so I'm kind of looking at the rest of the chapter. I'm just going to really summarize it. Um, so really, um, all of the people um, are kind of like, what? This is a huge miracle. What happened? Who are you? You know, and all of these questions are just being drilled up to Christ and just kind of, you know, who are you? Are you connected to God? How do we believe? You know, um, kind of how did you do this? Who are you? Because now we can see the physical miracle that you're doing. So who are you? And so Christ chose to answer this question with verse 35. So um, what Christ said is, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Well, whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. And um, just kind of soak that in, that you will never be thirsty again. He wants to satisfy all of those needs. So um, I always wondered, bread of life, you know, even though I wrote that on that photo, you know, when I was 19, I still was like, what? Why bread of life? You know, Christ could have done wine of life. That's his first miracle. You know, I personally think he could have done bacon of life. I love bacon, and I think everything is better with bacon, but, you know, he chose bread. <laughs> Preach, right? Bacon would have been a good choice. Um, so, um, really, I had to kind of do a little bit of research on why bread of life is so significant. And um, bread of life for the Jewish culture is really um, talking about kind of a symbol of basic needs. And really, um, kind of, um, bread is really showing that provision and that survival. And so, um, even in the rest of chapter 6, it really even talks about how um, uh, God, um, Jesus is even reminding them that in the Old Testament, um, God really did provide these same needs. So, God um, provided bread and those basic needs um, in the wilderness with the Israelites. And so, um, what Jesus is even showing is, hey, I'm the same God. Do you remember when I cared for you guys, you know, your needs in the wilderness? I'm that same God. I still care for you. I still care about bread. I still care about your basic needs, you know, and that I am that living bread. And so that, um, so this passage is even really connecting those points um, all together. Um, so, um, and just really reminding them that he really cares about those needs, and he cares for you guys in all of those kind of areas. Um, so, I am now going to kind of talk to you guys about um, how Christ really, um, you know, uh, fulfills my needs, and he wants me to really invite him in 
to really invite Christ in to feed you, to feed your soul, to feed all of the needs that you have. And so um, really, um, when I was kind of praying through um, this message, and like you, you know, I talked earlier, the struggle of even doing this is I really had it on my heart to actually share something of really how I got this intimacy with Christ and this intimacy of really having Christ really fulfill all of my needs. And this is actually something that I haven't really talked about before. And what was neat is when I was preparing for this message, um, I actually had um, Serena and Shiloa really walk me through it. And I think it's just beautiful that Alive is a family and a community that invites that, invites those opportunities where we can really share our story and that we can just be safe, and it's just this beautiful time um, together in the body. And so I just think that's even neat about this story, is that they were able to just love on me and say, that is what you need to talk about, and just kind of encouraged me. So I kind of even wanted to really um, highlight that um, for you guys. So um, talking about um, really example of where Christ has really been the bread of life for me is kind of walking back even to um, me in um, high school. So I um, grew up in a family that had some trials. I'm sure you guys can relate to that. Um, I had situations that were outside of my control. And um, I also just had troubles in school, troubles with kind of always being labeled the really unique girl, the girl that's different, that can't fit in the box. And at the time, as a freshman um, in high school, that was really hard to hear. And so um, I just felt like there were so many situations that I just couldn't control. And I was looking for that hope. I was looking for that light. I was looking for... Um, just something to satisfy me. And so I just started to believe these lies about myself, that I'm not good enough, that I am too unique, and that I'm not going to be chosen, and that I need to fit into this box, and um, that it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better with Christ. It's not going to get better with my family. And then these lies just got bigger and darker, and there was just, um, my mind was just full of darkness, and these lies just kept on coming and coming and coming. And um, so what those lies and this path of kind of destruction led for me was um, an eating disorder. Um, so I struggled with um, bulimia um, as a freshman in um, high school. And so um, I, just those lies and that path, and the path of the eating disorder even led to um, more darkness, and I just couldn't escape it. And I was just looking for that control, and I was looking for what can satisfy me, what will give me that hope, I need that hope. And I just, um, even um, someone asked me, thinking back to high school, and when I think back on high school, I still just see that darkness. I see that darkness of hopelessness, of shame, and of fear, and there was just no peace. And um, it was just such a season of just pain. And I didn't know how I would get out of this pain. And, um, and I know that um, for me, I was just looking for one you know, glimpse of light, one glimpse of hope, and just crying out to God saying, I don't want this. I don't want to turn to food. I don't want to turn to um, these other destructive things, but I don't know what, you know what else to do. I just hear these lies, and these lies just kept on feeding and feeding and feeding. But we serve a God of um, meeting us where we're at, and he just spoke so softly to me. 
And it was just this little glimmer, you know, glimpse of hope and of light that um, he was not going to leave me. He was not going to leave my side. And he just kept on speaking truth over me. And um, I remember um, one um, night um, where I actually, um, the place that I would meet with God was actually the swings. I would go to this park and I would just swing with God because that's the only time I could feel his presence in this darkness. So I remember just swinging and just you know feeling the wind on my face and just saying, Christ, are you out there? You know, are you here? I need you. I need you to fill me up. And I just remember him just saying, like, I love you. I am here for you. I am your bread of life. And uh, those words just stuck. Uh, they were just straight to my heart, knowing that he was going to fight this battle with me. I was not alone with this battle. And um, that he wants to meet me where I'm at. And so he just started to speak truth over me. And I was needy because I was really low. So I was like, Jesus, every hour, we're going to be spending some time together. <laughs> you know, in the, um, in the New Testament, you do a lot of meals together. Well, clearly those are rough times for me. So we're going to sit and we're going to talk and we're going to work through this day by day, hour by hour. And I want, you know, what I want you guys to really hear is Christ is there in those moments for you. In those moments when you have fear and when you're feeling hopeless and he wants to be there right by your side saying, I will satisfy those needs. I love you. I care for every aspect of who you are. Let me speak truth over you. Let me be your light and your hope. That doesn't have to be you. That is not your job. Um, and so... It was, you know, it was a journey. It wasn't overnight that I had freedom with my eating disorder. There's been triggers. There's been temptations. There has been um, highs and lows. But one thing I do know is that Christ kept on satisfying my needs. He kept on meeting me. He kept on saying, no, just spend time with me. Just spend time with me. I'll fill you up. I'll fill you up. You know, just draw closer to me. Just draw closer to me. And he did. He kept on meeting me and kept on, you know, filling me up. And those darknesses and those um, broken promises I felt, he kept on restoring them. He kept on showing me that he is the light and that he is um, the truth. And um, so that's kind of a part of my story. And I thank you guys for letting me share that and share that that journey to intimacy. And that's where it started for me, was out of this darkness, out of this pit, is where I found that Christ was the only one that would satisfy those needs and really fill me. And so I would just spend precious time with him daily, reading the word, praying with him, and I just, ah, that just fills me with joy knowing that um, it's just been a journey with him. And each year, it's more and more intimacy and deeper, deeper um, relationship kind of with him. So, um, so um, like I was kind of saying, my intimacy with Christ really came from this journey of just processing and really conquering those fears and lies together. And um, one truth that he really spoke over me was that, um, what he really spoke over me was, was a big truth, was that I am a daughter of um, creativity. And he, because um, that was a lie, just, you know, I'm too unique, I'm too creative, 
And so what um, Christ really told me was, you know, you're a daughter of creativity that reflects the creator. So do not change that. And so that is something that I've stood by. And I, so I just, and I've stood by being um, creative and just that that reflects the creator. And so I just um, tell you guys, you know, just listen to his voice. It might start quiet. It might um, start loud, but listen to it, and he's going to speak those truths to you and just kind of over you. So um, kind of something else I did kind of want to show you guys is just a simple way of how to really feed your soul and how to really have that quality time. It is a relationship, like I said, a relationship where I got mad with my keys in the door to moments where I'm crying with him and he's loving me and just pouring into me and it's precious time, but it's um, it, a lot of times it's with the word or it's with prayer or fellowship or doing something creative. But I want to kind of walk you guys through just a simple exercise um, and it's called soak. And um, what this is, is it's just a simple way to really kind of go through scripture and um, really kind of um, just grow in Christ. And so I'm just going to kind of walk through it for you guys. So um, kind of starting. So soak is um, S stands for scripture. Oh, is that up? Awesome. Okay. So S stands for scripture. So it's just reading through a passage. I usually recommend um, 10 or under verses. If you go through a whole chapter, that can kind of be a lot to go through this. So I recommend kind of going through at least 10 verses. And then O is observation. So that's really um, looking at um, something about God or about God's character and um, kind of in the scripture. And then A is application. And so what that's really talking about is looking at the scripture and saying, what truth is about me? Or what truth um, is something that you want me to grow in or something that I can really apply to myself? And then um, K is kneel, and that is um, just praying through the scripture. So this is just something simple that you guys can do in your alone time. It's something you can do with one other person. You can do in your small groups. But it's a great way to feed your soul if you're not sure um, yeah, I recommend if you guys want to snap a photo of it, this is a good time to do that. We'll also have it in our newsletter, so it can be something that you guys can kind of practice on your own. So kind of with that, I wanted to model it for you guys. I'm going to make it real quick and simple so you guys can expand or go as um, long as you guys want with this. So I'm going to go through Psalms 1, 1 through 3. And so um, Psalms are always an excellent choice if you're wondering how to spend time with Christ. And um, why this is really good is it um, really is kind of a journal that of David's um, just prayers, worship, poems with um, Christ. And so this is just him really just speaking that out. And so if you're kind of wondering, how do I talk to God? What do I do? Um, the Psalms can be a great way to kind of do that. So I'm just going to kind of read through it um, real quick. Um, Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do. So, kind of um, looking at the scripture, kind of the truths um, with kind of... Um, uh, the observation is just that we are blessed when we um, don't follow the culture and kind of the way of the wicked. So often it can be so hard 
um, to kind of follow those different destructive paths, but that we are blessed when we meditate on his word day and night. That is where we are blessed. So kind of looking at um, application that um, we are the trees in this example. So we are the trees. We are. N- it's not our job to um, be the source. We are just connected to the source. So kind of like what I talked about earlier with the 5,000 is that it wasn't their job to multiply the bread. Their job was just to receive it. So kind of looking at this scripture, it is even that the trees, it's just to receive, to receive the blessings no matter the season, we will prosper. And so um, for me, I would say the application is just meditating on his word more. I get busy, you know, it's just hard to always spend that time. And so for me, kind of what I want to grow in is just even at nighttime, really spending more time with him. So, um, and then um, the K is kneeling. I even recommend you guys can journal this, kind of sometimes that can be really helpful. And so what I do is just a simple prayer that's kind of talking about these verses. So I'm just going to give an example of kind of what that would look like for me. So, um, uh, come Holy Spirit and just thank you for your word. Thank you that um, you delight in us. And just thank you that you are my source of just a life and that um, you fill me up uh, and satisfy all of my needs, and just uh, thank you. Thank you for being my source, and I just pray that you just give me opportunities where I can just spend more time with you, and I can just soak in your presence and in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, that is just a simple exercise for you guys about kind of reading um, the word. If you guys have questions with that, I would love to walk that through you. Like I said, I love talking about intimacy with God. I love talking about personal time where you guys really are getting fed. So I would love to do that with you or any questions you guys kind of have um, with that. So what I wanted to leave you guys with is that... um, What I really um, love about um, Christ really being the bread of life is that he is a God that likes to fulfill promises, and he is a God that wants to really satisfy all of those needs like I talked about and really fill us up. And what I was um, reflecting on with Christ is that um, he, after all those trials in high school, and like I said, that photo of at 19 of, you know, Christ really being the bread of life is that God fulfilled a promise that I never thought he would fulfill. And so when I was um, age um, four, didn't even know who God was, I started praying for a sister. And I didn't even know if God was out there, but I kept on praying for that sister. So after all of those trials where Christ met me where I was at and satisfied those needs, and I was like, Christ, you have my heart, I love you, he gave me my sister who is adopted. Um, and yes, thank you. Yes, that is a beautiful answered prayer. And now I get to see, uh, I get to see my promise grow. I get to now share with my sister who got baptized at the vineyard this year. I get to get to show her how to really get fed by the bread of life. And so we have the same Bible. We are walking through it together. We're actually going through John, just like we're doing here. And um, I get to see 
how um, we can even fill others and that Christ wants to fulfill all of our promises and that he has such a beautiful plan for all of you guys. And so um, I really um, want you guys to hear that, you know, Christ wants to fill us, but then he also wants us to really give that out and to really walk alongside other people. That's why I have a heart for small groups and having those opportunities where we can walk along other people and help them with where they're at. And um, that's also why I love therapy. That is why my story of intimacy came out of pain and darkness and hardship that I now get to show people the hope and the light in Christ. And that is um, where they will find hope and their promises answered and their pain restored. And so um, that is just my heart for that um, intimacy and that restoration. So, um, and so I just really think it's just powerful when everything that Christ has showed me that um, being able to really feed others around. So um, kind of um, looking at um, the challenges of for this week, um, kind of on what um, I've been talking about. So the big one is, do you know the bread of life? Do you know um, Jesus Christ is your savior? that um, he came to satisfy all those needs and to just love you. He has so much compassion and love for you. So we'd love to just pray with you um, during ministry time and um, just kind of talk to you about Christ being your bread of life. Um, and then the second challenge is that um, if you do know the bread of life, just really be thinking, you know, um, are, am I being fed daily? And what does that look like for me? Because that looks different for every person. You know, it might be um, worship songs. It might be journaling. It might be, you know, um, reading the word. Or like I said, even going outside in nature, like, um, you know, swinging. It kind of just depends where do you feel that connection with God. And you can just, you know, um, really feel that. So um, we're going to have a song of reflection. And that can be a time where you guys can really be thinking, you know, um, God, where can I grow with you? Where do I need to get fed? Where do I need to have those needs fit? And so um, is this, you know, something I need more of? And how can I do that? Um, and then um, number three is how can you grow in helping feed others in their daily walk with Jesus? So, um, like I was saying with my sister and that beautiful, um, fulfilled promise, I now get the opportunity to walk alongside her and show her all the truth that I have learned. So, who are people on, that um, are on campus or in your dorms or in your classrooms, wherever, that you can start connecting with and really, um, you know, um, showing them the truth and just that Christ will, you know, fulfill all of their needs. So those are the challenges for this week, and now we are going to be doing um, kind of a song of just reflection about, um, I was singing the song earlier on just being hungry, you know, just hungry for more of Christ and hungry for just him being your bread of life. So just take this um, time to just really pray, to really um, invite Christ in to where you're at, where you need a need fulfilled, where you need a promise or a hope, where there's fear that he will meet you right where you're at and he loves you so, so much.
search for God with all of our heart, then we will find him. <laughs> and the most amazing thing about that is that he has already found us. Because it also says in the Bible that we love God because he first loved us. You think about our parents and they've loved us, or people, or our grandparents, they've loved us, or maybe even a boyfriend or girlfriend, like, has pursued you, and in that, or a great friend, and in that pursuit, and them finding you, you then have found them. And Father, so I just pray, God, that tonight would be a night of our friends and our family, of us finding you, because you have first found us. That it would be a night of us being fed by you, and going out and feed others. I just wonder, even as she sings this verse again in this chorus, I know I say this all the time, but just picture his face. Picture him smiling at you and calling you by your nickname or a name that only you know. And just speaking his love and his delight. I just feel like the Lord is saying as we sit in this, this moment, and I know I've talked about this before, but there's moments when the Lord's presence comes and it's so thick and tangible in the air. 
feel like he's showing me that there's some people here, and I've been one of these, that, that have been scared of the Holy Spirit. And, and we've been scared because we've seen people do weird things, like, and it's freaked us out, and, and we kind of know about God the Father, and we know about Jesus, but this Holy Spirit character just scares us. And I just totally grabbed an audible and told the, asked the band to play this song, but I feel like the Lord, through this song and through this prayer, is actually inviting you guys to speak and pray to the Holy Spirit and asking him to fill your life with his light and his love and his hope and his intimacy. Because guys, that is how Jesus feeds us. He feeds us through his written word, but he feeds us through his living word and the power and the life and the love through the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, if you don't know Holy Spirit, if you've never actually talked to him and asked him just to fill your heart, he will change your life. That's our connection to Jesus. So I just wanna encourage you, don't be afraid. Some people are weird. I'm weird, but don't let that make you think the Holy Spirit is weird. So, Father, I pray that this song would be our prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way. I just even encourage you to stay seated, and I know that's weird and different for us. But as you feel like the Lord comes into your heart, as you, as you feel like you really encounter his presence, that I then encourage you to stand. Let it be a declaration of what he's doing in your life. After this song or during this song, we're going to have good people in the back that would love to pray for you. We're a family. We'd love to pray for you. For whatever you need. To test a family member.
Let's try one more time. from from anger to joy and come and say God this is what I have this is where I am and he meets that in that he meets us in that place he said second by second minute by minute hour by hour week by week I will walk through this process with you that is so good oh jeez wow <laughs> thank you Jesus encourage you to take a second still to soak this in there's prayer in the back still going on if you want it if you want to know who that father is if you want to know him 
not just as, as God, but as Father, as bread of life, as provider and fulfiller of, of all promises. Um, but also, yeah, we would love to see you here on Saturday at 1.30 commute for ice skating. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Uh, and then next week we're meeting at the church. But if you don't want to stay for ministry time, I would really encourage you to connect with somebody here. There's snacks in the back. Um, and yeah, we will see you next week at the church. Thanks so much for coming out. Thank you.